like as your circle, your social circle was expanding, so was your your dressing and, and experience yeah. like that. Oh yeah, I had, I had gone and gotten a done a photo shoot with Beth um, in October of that year, and that's um, about the time when uh, um, when things started to fall apart uh, with the marriage, and, and we we had this, we both decided that it was over. We just needed to figure the way path forward. Um, and, and I told her, well, I'm going to continue to explore this. Um, and, um, but, you know, not do it in front of you, but it means I'm going to be traveling some. And um, so I, uh, um, so I went to the Black Friday, you know, that was probably my third big outing. And um, I, walking through, if you've ever been to Tyson's Corner Mall on Black Friday, it's, it's a sea of humanity. At least not, then it was, now it's not COVID killed that, but, um, but it was, uh, I, you know, I was nerve wracked, um, but it was something I had to do. And then afterwards, um, she goes, well, what do you want to do now? And I said, well, I don't know, Beth keeps talking about this place called Freddy's, um, an LGBTQ bar here somewhere. I didn't even know where it was. Um, it's supposed to be good. And, uh, and so I, so we, we looked it up and we decided we're going to go over there. And um, we went and found it and walked in and uh, I had never been in a gay bar in my life. And um, we walk in and over on the left-hand side, there's 20 trans women all dressed in black dresses. And we're in blue jeans. <laughs> um, and so the, the waiters tried to seat us with them. I was like, no, no, we're our own party. We went over and sat on the other side. And so you uh, walked into the bar. And there's like an entire other group of trans women hanging out and they think that you're with them. And yeah, the, the, the wait staff thought we were part of the group because, you know, it, later on I found out this is a regular thing for them, but, you know, it's brand new for us. So we insist that we sit somewhere else. And um, so we get seated and two of the girls come over and they invite us to join them. And we looked at each other and was like, okay. <laughs> and you're, <laughs> and with, you're with Beth Taylor at the time? No, Beth Taylor wasn't there. This was just the place she had recommended us, rec recommended I go to. Um, matter of fact, she, no, she wasn't there and neither was Tracy. Um, I can't remember who all was there. I mean, there's some, there were some uh, people there who uh, are very well known in the community and very out uh, publicly uh, on a national stage. Um, I didn't know it. All I knew was there's these people being friendly to us and inviting us to join them. And um, I had never seen, you know, I, I've, I've met, by that point, I've been with two trans people at the same time, um, you know, on an outing. And that's been about it. And suddenly, um, there's, holy cow, there's 20 people. Um, and they were, they, you know, they helped me find their meetup site and some Facebook you know, and things like that. Um, and uh, we just had a fantastic evening. And, um, before it's over with, I, uh, another couple of them are, who lived in the Fredericksburg area are asking me to join them. So, uh, and there was, a, I think there was even a new girls social they had at one of the members' homes, because um, that's one of the things they do, is if it's a new girl who doesn't have a place to change, or is just too nervous, um, they'll do socials at a home, just to, you know, and, and have known factors, uh, known people, uh, there that they can trust and uh, so is that and then they said well we got this gala this Christmas gala going on in two weeks 
uh, up in D.C. and we'd love for you to come. And I wasn't sure, but I eventually got my friend from Richmond to go with me. I never went anywhere alone, <laughs> except for that one time. Uh, and we went to um, we went to the the gate the the holiday gala, uh, and uh, there were close to a hundred ladies there, and they're all dressed to the nines. And uh, and I I knew that they would be dressed up, so I'd gotten myself this Calvin Klein black and white feel. Um, and uh, you know, at that time I was a size twenty. 20 or 22 I can't remember you um, were not that big yes I was yeah you, you'll you'll see when I give you the before and after picture you'll see <laughs> uh I, I weighed 245 and I at least 245 when I started transit started my journey my in earnest um I was that part of helping you disconnect from the the mind and body dysphoria um, um I, I think it was just you know, I think I had stopped caring about my body. I really, I really felt like that. That's really what was going on. I, I was so focused on work and kids and and uh, church. And frankly, I even got went through a phase where I was a gamer, um, very good gamer, top 500 in the world. Um, and um, but um, you know, that's how focused I was on whatever I was doing to avoid dealing with me. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's um, been incredible, you know, the, the energy that I put into all those things now I put into being me and to helping others uh, to throw it back to the site um, that I, you know, I now manage. Um, so at one, at one point we realized the cross-dresser site and that in the needs of cross-dressers and the needs of transgender folk are, um, you, you know, what they need to be able to talk about tend to upset the other demographic. Um, you know, we wanted to keep them together, but it's hard to talk about surgery in front of people who just don't even want to even think about surgery. And it's hard to talk about the color of your panties with people who don't really care about the color of their panties anymore. Um, and so uh, it was a tough decision. We eventually decided to spin up Transgender Heaven and asked me to be their assistant manager at the time. That was a couple years ago. Um, and a year, uh, two years into that, they asked me to be the manager of the site. I've been manager since last January. Well, and, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, and you're all welcome. Come on, it's free. <laughs> um, now, you made a very good friend through this site in particular, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, when I first joined uh, Crossroads for Heaven, uh, there was, um, I mean, just several friends, but um, Hannah Charlotte, at the time she was going by a different name, but Hannah Charlotte Bois uh, was there. And she was, she and I were both struggling with our faith, with trying to keep a marriage together, with uh, dealing with what we're dealing with. And, um, and so we, we connected, she, she did a step back for a while. Um, and, uh, and I think she was focusing on the marriage at the time, but then eventually came back around and we just kept, we started connecting. We eventually went out and um, had a dinner together, if I recall, was the first thing we did. Um, we eventually ended up doing a photo shoot together at Beth Taylor's um, with a girl. You did like a, like a bestie photo shoot? Yeah, that, it, it, well, we had, there was another girl from who, uh, com she came in from Kansas City. Um, that's another thing about the group, particularly in DC, you get a lot of influx of people coming and going. 
And so she she would come into DC and she would dress when she was out of town. That's you know, a lot of people like that have that's one of the things that they do. Um, and so the three of us did a photo shoot at Bess. I never actually released those photos because they were both so skinny and I was so fat. <laughs> So those photos have ne I've never released them. Um, I, you know, I just I, and I, the dress I wore was not right. You know, so learning my style has taken some time <laughs> and what fits, but also the the weight loss journey has been phenomenal and and what it's allowed me to do. And that's well, what I can now. Wear. One of the things that I got from Tina Madison's book when we talked to her last month was the ability to look back on the not so glamorous times of your life or photos and say that person got me here. So if that ever right. gives you the, right. the, the joy to look back at those photos and be like, I, you know, that yeah. person, because you glow now, you just glow. Thank you. Well, I'll, I'll share you with you, the, I'll show you, you know, there is a photo that I took um, when I had the red wig on and finally did my own makeup. Um, I'm still wearing like a gray t-shirt. I didn't have, didn't have much in the way of clothes because I struggled with even finding what the right size was. Um, and because uh, I was doing it all online through Amazon. So I wasn't about to go to a store and shop on my own. Um, and uh, so that was the mad madness to my method was to uh, online shop until I found the size of it. And then I could walk into a store and go to the right section. <laughs> So, there, yeah, I, you know, I, I do think things through, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so, yeah, um, but yeah, Hannah has been, she's my best friend and we just, we're like peas and carrots. We did, we just do everything together. Uh, she took me sailing for the first time. I'd, I'd never been on the water in a sailboat in my life. Motorboats, yeah, but never a sailboat. So we did that this summer. Um, and uh, but she's so dynamic. She just she gets out, and goes to parks, and goes on trips on her own, went up to Thousand Islands. She, I mean, she just she does everything. She she just everything that I'm not. <laughs> so if we ever get a chance, get her on here. I'll try to work on it. Anyways, um, but uh, you know we we just you know we spent even going through COVID, we found venues to go to where we can go out in the patio and watch a uh, a um a live act that's um so we managed to keep it uh, keep the friendship strong and um yeah i'll have to share a picture we actually went out to halloween party with the the, the dc area trans uh, girls uh, one of the groups that's up here um and uh she has an amazing outfit on um and so i have to share one of those the two of us together because uh, uh she's just blossom you, you she's and she's got her hair damn it <laughs> uh she's got glorious red hair and just she's so beautiful so anyways um but so uh, is this something that really changed your life it seems like having a social circle would you recommend that for other people that are going through this yes uh i think having you know the, the virtual support i mean we, we talked about support networks you know when i was going to therapy after all this um and um, the uh, the therapist, you know, she really hit me hard about building support networks because she knew, you know, she, she knew what was going to happen um, and the direction things could go. And uh, so she, she really pushed me hard because I had, by the time I got to her, actually the folks on Crossdresser Heaven told me, you know, hey, this is probably going to be a good idea for you. Um, and so I sought out uh, her counseling and, um uh, and so she encouraged uh, a lot of, you know, building a local network and connecting with uh, 
was near Charlottesville at the time and um, and tried connecting with that group. It was, it was rather small. And unfortunately, I was a manager of a team that had uh, a lot of um, diversity on it, uh, LGBTQ diversity. And I wasn't about to come out into that community and upset their lives as my employees in that way. It's just not, it's just not how you do it. And uh, so I avoided Charlottesville at all costs um, until it was time. But um, so, uh, so yeah, I uh, when, did it, when did it become time? It, uh, well, it became time uh, when I knew the, the marriage was over uh, and we, we, had, we hadn't, we hadn't divorced yet, but we, we had, um, we were very close to at least the separation. And, um, and so I went ahead and, and scheduled um, a test of electrolysis and to talk to a uh, endocrinologist about hormones. And my therapist, uh, she, when, when I asked her about getting a letter, she said, well, it's about time. <laughs> I was seven months into therapy. Uh, I said, well, when did you, when did you, you know, she said your second visit. <laughs> so, you know, everybody else knew before I knew, um, you know, uh, so, so yeah, yeah. So got that, you know, started hormones in uh, January of 2017. And um, uh, by, uh, sorry, no, 2018, golly, no, 2017, I was on hormones a year and a half, um, and uh, it was slow progress, um, the, the, the regimen on I was on wasn't, wasn't really doing what I needed to do, but, um, but by, uh, by the following uh, Christmas, um, I, my daughter had found out the hard way, she, um, so she found the website, uh, I, I had to deal with the dog outside or something like that and let the, I thought I'd shut the laptop down, which set the lock on it, but screen lock on it, but I hadn't. And she opened it up while I was out and found that. And so that took a lot of. So your daughter found a, a cross-dressing site on your computer. She found me on Crossdresser Heaven. And um, so that's how she, she found out. And then, uh, uh, so, you know, uh, my ex was still around with me at the time. I'm, I'm, my timeline's a little bit goofy right now, remembering everything. But um, we decided, you know, we knew we were getting divorced, so we decided to tell our son together. He was living in Florida at that time. So we flew to Florida together, and um, we found a park that was kind of isolated. And just, you know, having learned the lessons of not cornering people and all that, specifically positioned my, ourselves away to where he could take off to the car or whatever he needed to do. And so. Uh, yeah, that is the complete opposite of how you came out to your wife, that you yeah. are an open space park where he can just run. He can run <laughs> if he needed to. Uh, and uh, and it, was, it was close to the end of the day, so there weren't many people there. And, uh, and you know, she, we decided she was going to break the news that we we're getting divorced, that, you know, there was something I had to tell her that was, tell him that was, um, uh, important as well and um, uh, and um, so yeah this, this it hurt me to do this we had spent the week before 
going to places um, like um, Siesta Key and things like that. And uh, there was just there was just so much emotion rolling through me for for four days. And uh, when I finally came out to him, you know, I kind of let all that out, and um, and I just came out to him right there. And he was just he was quiet. You know, he was respectful, but um, you know, he he said you know he would stay with me regardless, and he has. Um, but it's been harder for him than for my daughter. My daughter is at this point has completely normalized. We're gonna have Thanksgiving together. He is, you know, I I trained him pretty well in in religious dogma and his youth, and he's sticking to it. So it's it's a little bit tough for him to accept. Um, but he has since gotten married. Um, in the age of COVID, I wasn't able to get down to be at the wedding, but um, and no, and none of us were. Uh, but he's got a beautiful bride, and he's flourishing on his own. So I'm so proud of him as a as a man. Um, but it's it's tough. Um, um, so I came out to my daughter, or my, the hard way to my daughter as well. Came out to my son. Uh, that was November of um, seventeen, and. Um, and then uh, right after Christmas, I actually went to a wedding, my nephew's wedding, um, and decided I wasn't going to upset that. That was in December, so uh, and just leave Christmas alone. So, uh, but two days after Christmas, I sent an email to my siblings because I didn't want to come out to my parents for they're in their eighties. Uh, um, I thought for sure I was going to kill dad, and. Um, and I came out to the five of them in an email and said, well, I didn't come out to them in an email. I just told them that we were getting divorced, but I needed to talk to an individual and tell them, the, you know, what else was going on. And um, they thought I had cancer, too, uh, just like my son did. And um, uh, but, you know, I, I spoke to them um, on phone one at a time, started with just order of business, the oldest, the next, the, 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 right down the line, and um, and asked them all to just, you know, be respectful, let me tell the others before they started talking to each other, because, you know, we're that close-knit of a family, They're, I knew they were going to talk at some point, and um, while I was doing that, um, I can't, I, when I can't got to my youngest sister, she's, um, she's the more progressive of the family, <laughs> and uh, she was just, so she just was so excited um and she was pregnant at the time uh living down in Boone, north carolina and she uh she drove she had a doctor's appointment but she just decided she's coming to see me that next day um and uh so i said what well, do you want to meet chloe when you come here and i said of course and she brought her her husband came with her and uh the next day i'm you know, entertaining my sister, little sister, and her husband as Chloe, and holy crap! I thought this day would never happen. <laughs> um, and uh, but you know, so just total acceptance. Of course, they had to go back that night, so um, they couldn't stay and talk a little bit longer. But they they went back to North Carolina, and uh, after that, you know, it was, it was a discussion with all of them about we you know. We do things as a family unit, and uh, so there was a couple of conference calls. You know, my my older sister, she's um, she's a medical records director, and my brother owns his own accounting firm. And uh, they uh, 
being the business people they are, they organized everything. And, um, and my the, the sisters, uh, she, she called some doctors she knows. <laughs> and, uh, and yet, yeah, no, you're not going to kill him, uh, my dad, that is, by telling him your news. So thank goodness for that. That's why I talked to y'all first, because I didn't want y'all blaming me without you knowing <laughs> what I was about to do. And so three of the, my oldest brother and sister came and my youngest sister came. The other two are to this day struggling with my transition. At the time, at the time of this, though, I lived across the street. I was kind of their caretaker for 15 years as they went from mid 60s to early 80s in their age. Um, and uh, but we we got together, we planned the, the whole thing out. Who was going to sit where at the farmhouse table, which was my grandparents' home, and uh, we were sitting there, and um, and I started to come out to them. You know, there was one for each of us, one for mom, one for dad, one for me. My brother told me, you need to sit by the door in case the old man decides he's going to jump up and slug you in the face. Um, but I, I, I knew dad better than that, and talking to some friends, they convinced me that dad was different than that. And, uh, and the moment I sat down and started to tell him, I realized the flashback to a memory of my grandfather, who was a very hard man, um, just about uh, taking me to task over a piece of gristle I'd left on my plate. He was known to have a violent temper. And my uncle and my dad had both lived through that. And so they knew what was coming. And uh, as soon as he started to flinch, they jumped up. And I just was dumbstruck. And so I appealed to dad. I said, I'm about to tell you something. And I want to relate this old story to you. Um, something that happened to this table. And you're sitting where a grandfather was. I'm sitting in the spot I was. But at that time, you defended me. And that's the man I need now. And so I came out to him, and for two hours, he held my hand. And yeah, mom was kind of, she wasn't sure what to think. She's always a very quiet person, anyways. And my dad kind of run things. And, um, so we talked to, you know, my siblings helped because, yeah, I was about as emotional then as I am now. Um, and uh, so dad, um, you know, he, he you know, didn't quite understand things. They were explaining things. I was trying to explain things. But eventually it got back around to the way, you know, you did it out in the countryside back then. If you were not, you know, if you were LGBTQ or just different, you just didn't talk about it. You didn't bring it out in public. And I had to tell them, I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to change. I'm not going to be the same person. And if I'm living across the street, the people around here are going to know. And as a matter of fact, um, my wife was, had already told her, her hairdresser, it's going to get out in this community pretty quick. And uh, so, um, yeah, that's, um, that's how I came out to my family. Um, and dad has been my biggest supporter since um to the point now he, mom is going into dementia so she's still she never really was able to process it and so she to this day I, I did get her to start calling me bobby again that's my was my given name and bobby is kind of 
you know, uh, gender, neutral. The, gender neutral. Thank you. Uh, and so I, I did get her to, to do that. So that at least helps me uh, when I visit them now. But um, dad won't. He doesn't. He doesn't want to confuse mom. So in front of her, he won't call me by name. But he does it in stuff he writes and. And I've noticed that his behavior to me has been more like it is towards my sisters. So I I know that he's accepted it, but he does, you know, that's the love that's in that man. That's amazing. Chloe, I just let you talk, but I'm crying <laughs> off with you watching <laughs> cry. Talk about your dad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an, you know, a very deeply um, moving experience to come out to your family. Um, and um, in a loving family, that's uh, that's amazing. Um, you know, so you know that you know some people, yeah, their dad flies off the handle. They don't have this this world that I've been given. So I, you know, I tell my friends I've been given so much on my journey that I don't deserve. Well, Chloe, so, you deserve it all. So I give back. Of the community well I, you know people struggle with a lot of things and um so yeah i uh i it's not it's not really beating myself up it's just i i've been blessed with so much um in this journey that it's just just overwhelms me um that you know providing a place where people can come and feel like they're cared for, loved, nurtured, that's that's unbeatable. And a social network that's not just online, but that you can go to in a place like DC, they go to a, you know, they have the, they hold meetups regularly and there's there's no pressure there either. It's just us getting together in safe venues. That's that's what has made it my journey so i want to be honest it's been easy compared to what most go through i mean in three years i went from from barely knowing that this was where i was going to end up to being fully i've been living full time for two years um yeah you you were like what what do you call it a bulldozer uh, yeah, one of the one of the girls on the uh, on the crossdresser site said uh, when you came out, you took a bulldozer to it to your closet. <laughs> I love and, that. Uh, so it's so it's been the closet dozer ever since the, the, the Chloe closet dozer. Um, and from, uh, what kind of time? You know, that's a short period of time. Yeah. What kind of time was it from like the moment your daughter saw the computer till you're coming out at work? Uh, let's see. Uh, golly. Um, oh, well, it was less, uh, less than a year. That's incredible. Yeah, it I, sounds like your daughter looking at your computer was like that last push. That was, um, uh, I knew I needed to tell her. It just, that wasn't, I hadn't figured out the plan yet to tell her and to tell my son. I, I'd already formulated, you know, um, that the kids were first, the siblings were second, the parents were third, uh, but I hadn't put a timeline. Now, yeah, it was it was a push. You know, a lot of things did happen at a time that maybe I wasn't ready for, but, um, you know, 
um, but the push was the right time for me. Well, it uh, sounds, so, you know, you, you talk a lot about your Christianity. It yeah. sounds like you didn't think you were ready, but somebody up there thought you yeah. were ready. I, I tell everybody divine providence got me through all this. Um, and the timing has always, just has always seemed to be right for whatever's next. Um, and what? I, I'm not even been planning things. <laughs> they just, they just happen. And I just, if, if I've learned that if I just let it happen instead of fighting it or holding it back, things turn out better. Uh, my roommate tells me, she says, you know, everything's, everything just sits until you make a decision and then everything else happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's how so, it works. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's been, um, and I moved up here to Northern Virginia to where I was going closer to my my friend support network my parents were it was still a fresh time for me and the dead naming and uh, misgendering were hurting me um and you know they were the only interaction i was having on a daily basis and so it was just became overwhelming so even before the house sold i moved up here uh, uh my roommate said you know come on up here and get away from that um i've got a room for you just just get your you know come here to get your your feet settled and 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 move forward, um, and I got to the end of the severance and I didn't you know didn't have a job I was still working and um, suddenly I get this one I actually have two opportunities and one of them is a year long contract um, uh, and then there was this thing called COVID coming along uh, but I they still started the project in January and by the end of January it's falling apart um uh it because they're not sure whether they're going to send their staff off to they had to go off to wisconsin from boston to to have training and they weren't sure whether they were um going to do it and so they weren't sure if they were going to keep me on staff so i called up the other job but i already turned my back on and said is this still open and they said yeah so i actually moved to florida um at the end of february and uh, to take that job, which was a miserable mistake. Um, if I had just had a little bit more patience, I would have been just fine. Because a week after I accepted that job, the first job said, well, we want to keep you on. <laughs> uh, and because uh, this job, this project may kick off. Uh, so, I, you know, here I am, a trans woman who's moving to an out, out of state, don't have any support network. I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to leave this on the hook just in case. The best move I'd made because uh, I got down to Florida and it was a wreck um, in a place that was supposed to be uh, well it, I can't say they weren't trans friendly um, but there was one worker co-worker who was training me that was very unfriendly to me um, and there was just a number of other things it, it, the job was just wrong so as COVID was hitting and everything was starting to really be shut down at the end of March um, I just said I quit um, the only job I've ever quit without uh, giving notice, I just left and moved everything back to, to Virginia. And um, and then the job in Boston, they picked me up for a period of time. And then that fell apart again. <laughs> and so, uh, so now, okay, what am I going to do now? I'm looking for a job. And then... Um, you know, stimulus came, or you know, the stimulus came through, and that carried me through the summer. And then I got this current job, 
uh, and it's, it, it is another contract job, but it pays very well. It's doing exactly what I did within the industry I did, and the people are fantastic. And the company is a global pharmaceutical um, that um, has a very good track record on gen uh, diversity uh, issues. So, uh, you know, I'm doing my best to stay with them and hopefully get hired on because it, it has a potential for full-time employment after the end of the one year. And um, so I'm doing so well. It's like, okay, um, you know, and I, I'm uh, able to save for uh, surgeries. Because uh, the surgical, I was on track to do surgical stuff earlier, but it all got sidetracked when I lost my job. And um, so now I'm looking, and I um, I called and I did a couple some consults on uh, facial feminization surgery. Started work towards getting my letters to do bottom surgery, and um, and so uh, I had a consult with uh, a surgeon who's actually local. Um, who's trained under somebody that's um, very well known. And, um, and uh, you know, I already knew what I wanted to do with FFS. And we, we talked uh, at length about it and what he could do and what he couldn't do and the risks and all that. And then um, he comes back later and says he had a cancellation. So I will probably have that happen. <laughs> talk about more divine providence you know happen at a time when I wasn't expecting it but you know what who am I to look that in the mouth you know that so far my journey has been just letting it happen so here it is so that's, an opportunity knocks and it sounds like yeah. you've had quite a roller coaster year with COVID I guess uh you know the unemployment yeah that was they talk about stress um you know I, I you know I I threw myself into exercise um, for weight loss, um, just to continue that on and keep my mind off things. So, um, but I seem to be a person who loses weight with stress instead of gaining it. Um, and, you know, so uh, coming out was a stress, you know, going through the, the thing with the master's program and coming out to my ex and um, the, the things that worked, that was my first weight loss. And then, so I've had these phases that were always tied to, to, um, to high stress, but, um, so it's not a route I would advocate, but to be honest, the, the last, the last uh, plateau that I broke through was, was all just through walking. I walked about 10,000 steps three or four times a week during the summer, and uh, I put 450 kilometers just walking this summer, um, and uh, it really has helped me out. So well, whatever, you, whatever you're doing <laughs> is, is working. Um, yeah. So, you know, it sounds like you've got some exciting things coming up. What yeah. does life look like for you? Do you think a year from now, five years, 10 years down the road? Um, yeah, I think uh, as, as my time with, uh, you know, uh, with the websites draws to, you know, because the managers, we try to only two years because it's, it's quite a burden. Um, and uh, so I'll be done with that in about a year. And I, I want to continue to give back to the community in some way. I just haven't pictured what that would be, um, whether it's some kind of advocacy type thing. I, I'm not a political person, um, so I don't know that it would be that way. So I, you know, some kind of volunteer work. I, I just I don't know. I really, really haven't um, put that picture together because I'm still trying to finish up just being me. <laughs> and well, I. 
I don't see myself disappearing. It sounds like when you're ready for the next part of your life, Providence seems to to find its way to you. It's going to find its way to me. So I don't worry about that far out into the future anymore. Um, You know, what, what happens is what happens. And, uh, and um, I know that I'll be cared for in one way or the other. Um, And, you know, I've, I've lived through some tough times, you know, when I grew up in a family with six kids in a little town in West Virginia and dad having to work two jobs just to pay the bills. Um, so I know what it's like to live tough. I uh, lived on a farm, worked on the farm, around the farm for a while, so I know that. Um, and, but I've also worked around the cities and, you know, I kind of fit in most places. <laughs> Probably not inner city type thing, but anyways, uh, now I said that, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> Well, and you've shared, you know, some very personal things that are good lessons for other people, and you've you've given some great advice. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Any advice you'd like to give? Um, just be yourself. Um, don't let um, others push you in a direction you're not ready to go, um, and don't let you know, somebody else's failures or successes change who you are to yourself. Just just be true to yourself. That's that's what this is boiled down to. It, that's what, you know, that moment I prayed was the moment things really went right for a change. Even though, you know, from the old world perspective, you know, wow, you went through a crap load of stuff in the last three years. Well, those things just shape me. That's all. So, and, um, you know, I, I told, you know, I told my friend, I said, you know, it took those stresses that I went through that all came together at the same time of work, job, wife, home, all those things came together to create an immense pressure, create a diamond. And that's what you get. if you just keep moving forward with yourself and you, you're going to go through some stress. No doubt about it. Build yourself a support network. Well, however, however you do it is up to you. It doesn't have to be the way I did it and that way your friend did it, but make sure you have the support structures around you. And there are things like my feminine heart, cross-dresser heaven, transgender heaven is the one I manage. And, um, and your local therapist, your local P flag or whatever you've got. Um, you know, there are support networks all over the place. Um, uh, as as this thing called gender variance it becomes uh, more well known to the world that and we're starting to see each other more than we did you know you're you're not alone you know what is it we're one in three hundred or something there's one, there's one million American transgender Americans well there's only three hundred thirty five million that's one in three hundred thirty chances are if you're in a town of three thousand there's at least two other people there. Uh, or no, sorry, my math. Yeah, I, that math doesn't quite work out, but I think we get um, to the point. <laughs> you know, uh, I love I'm that you. Math. I love that you use the analogy of a diamond because you are um, a founding club member of my feminine heart. Yeah. You've been one of our strong supporters from the very beginning. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and you know, we just welcomed our first new batch of sisters. Yeah. yeah and we call them diamonds (laughs) yeah we just we just welcome this is the you are the very first um sister of the month 
to um, be included with this new group of, of diamond club members. So, and it's, it is, it's that idea that, you know, we're all diamonds, you know, it's that, yeah. it's the toughest pressure that creates the strongest, most precious gemstone. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the diamond members, I'm gonna say hi to her, Joanna, uh, is uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, ambassadors on my website, so. I'm oh glad you joined. Yes. We <laughs> so, are yeah. crossing over with cross dresser heaven. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So thank you. Um, and uh, thank you so much for sharing um, so much of your story with us on My Feminine Heart. I wish you all the best. I'm so excited to have you on uh, next week for our after the show segment where you get to chat with our members live. And um, looking forward to sharing so many more of your beautiful stories with our audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story. My pleasure. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.